I was trying to come with a little bit of energy. <laughs> so you are watching Talent Talk. This is our market update covering, this is February now, but this is covering what happened in January of 2022. The month wrapped. We've had time to reflect a little bit. Today, we're going to talk about what happened, what does it mean, and as we move into the future, what it's going to mean when you're looking at buying, selling, investing or participating in the real estate market. I'm Jurgen Robinson, and this I'm is... Hey, <laughs> How are you doing this morning? Doing good on this overcast <laughs> Washington morning. You say that, I look outside and I see sunshine. We're going to be... I'm over in Arizona, and we are going to be... Tapping into 80 degrees today, which is just, it's beautiful. It really is. In February, and notice I said ruary. There's an mm -hmm. R in there. Not February. Not February. <laughs> <laughs> so as we get started into this, uh, you know, we try to look everything over. And it, it's interesting to uh, see what happened. We just came off of 2021, which has been was a pretty historic year. It was very hectic. It was very tough. We've talked about it many times to be a buyer in the market. Uh, and you know what? Automatically, the assumption is if it's hard for buyers, it must be really, really easy for sellers. But that's not necessarily the case either. Uh, why would that be? Well, there is, you know, obviously, you know, for sellers, especially a lot of those sellers have to sell a house and they're going to move somewhere else. So we see um, challenges with taking, you know, one home and, and trying to make an offer and where they're going to live. Um, you know, sellers can easily leave money on the table these days as they're wanting to do things on their own for, for sell by owners. I mean, there's a lot of different aspects within the real estate market. We can't assume that um, it's just easy, you know, the, the easy button you can hit, but there's definitely is more um, in, you know, that, and there's lots of risks, lots of risks that are, have presented themselves in this market that sellers need to be aware of and buyers need to be aware of as well. So absolutely. And if you, Hey, Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, kitty. I am not intending to weather shame. Um, <laughs> the, uh, if you're curious about some of the ways of competing in the market are over the past couple of weeks, we've been going over that for both buyers and sellers inside these markets, some tips. If you're ever interested, definitely reach out to us and let us know. We would be happy to help and uh, work with you on that. We have set up for today to go over some things going on really specifically watching over Washington state, uh, Davina, you pulled up a little bit of information on Washington State as a whole. We've got a couple of little clips that will go over what happened in January through the Northwest MLS. We have something we can share into the counties of uh, Thurston and then maybe a little bit into Pierce. And then hang through, stick with us, because we'll actually talk to you about what we see, what this means going forward through this year and potentially beyond. We don't have a crystal ball, 
but we do have the brains in our heads. A little bit. I was kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I shake it, it rattles. Than others, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Just kidding. Oh, and before we talk about that, though, looked over uh, Freddie Mac. They released a primary mortgage market survey on Thursdays, so had a chance to peek at that. That is, if you, uh, what the average is from uh, the from Freddie Mac tracking it, what uh, with a twenty percent down, excellent history or uh, excellent credit, and uh, just everything lined up really well. The interest rate it rose to three point six nine percent. It actually jumped up last week. It was three point five six percent or three point five five percent, which was pretty consistent for the prior three weeks. Last year, it was two point seven three percent, and that actually does make an impact because every one percentage rate that the interest rate rises on a mortgage impacts your purchasing power. The number I always have is really about ten point seven five percent about 10% for some people, uh, but about one point of interest rate influences your purchasing power by about 10.75%. So this could be the difference between qualifying for a home or not qualifying for a home or qualifying for the home of your dreams or not, right? That's right. So just to recap, so we are looking at just going through the market update on what happened just this past month into, you know, last year, into this year and, and, you know, kind of looking at what's going on in our in our market in general. I, you know, we hear a lot of, you know, we, we get a lot of questions and we also hear a lot of speculation. What is it like out there? If you're listening. What is it that you guys are concerned about or what is it that you're hearing? And you're like, is this true? Or, you know, drop it in the chat. We would love to hear from you on like, what are you curious about? You know, where do you think we're we're going or what's changed. So, um, you know, have you noticed a change in the market? What are you seeing, you know, um, out, out there like in this season right now? Um, and also want to remind you that we have a win a trip. What's a win a trip? We have a win a trip. <laughs> in the, in the chat, you'll be able to see a, or the comments, you'll be able to see a link. You can click on that link and you can register to win a trip. It's drawn three times a year and it can take you anywhere around the world the only limits are your imagination so we draw that three times a year go in enter we want to always find ways of giving back and serving and this is one of the ways we do it absolutely kitty oh gosh are short sales still a thing that is a really good question and you know i guess the question when asked is you know what is a short sale what is a short sale, Jergen? Are you asking? A yeah. short sale is contrary to what a lot of people might think a short sale would reference. Oftentimes they uh, think it might reference height and it's not just height restrictions. It's not referencing time where it is a shortening of the time frame. It's actually a shorting of the amount owed for whatever the loan balances, liens, or any other, uh, any other things that are tied to the property that you want to be able to sell the property for less than is totally owed on the property. Yeah. And that so the money approvals. is short. The yes. money is short money, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, with inflation, everyday money seems shorter, doesn't it? It doesn't go as far as short. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. So a short sell is when um, the, the asset, the house does not make up the, 
the, the lien or, or the cost of the home, the price of the home does not cure the liens on the property. And therefore, if there's a lender, that means you're selling the home short. And that means the lender or any of the lien holders have to approve a sale and take to take less. And we were seeing um, a lot of short sales, you know, when we had the uptick in the, when we had the market crash, well, call it the market crash, but when we had, when the bubble burst back in that 2007, eight um, range and um, banks, there were a lot of short sales, there were a lot of foreclosures, and it was a buyer's market in that, in that time frame. Now, we are not seeing a lot of short sales right now because prices have increased. And even if people have um, missed mortgage payments or even even people that could be in a foreclosure situation, if they um, bought their home, you know, a few years ago, um, it's likely that they have a pretty good amount of equity. Mm -hmm. So we aren't really seeing a lot of short sales that are happening um, in this market because um, because the home values have increased. So at least in our market here. So, yeah, about the time you start to see short sales is typically when you start to see an increase in foreclosures, uh, people not being able to make their payments. We just actually went through uh, being able to do forbearances where it was the deferral of payments. And once it was done, needing to be able to uh, maybe renegotiate the loan or owing those deferred payments uh, back to the uh, the lender or the servicing organization. But what we found is one of the reasons there aren't a lot of short sales or foreclosures is because there's a lot of equity that is built over the past few years in homes as people have purchased with the uh, low rates and being able to sell. So are they a thing? Yeah. I mean, on a, on a, maybe a very small scale, we haven't run across really any, it doesn't mean that they don't exist and they're not out there at all, but nowhere near the uh, nowhere near the levels that we saw in 2010, 11, 12, 13, you know, yeah. and really about, uh, I'd say 13, 14 is where things started to maybe be flatlined a little bit more of a balanced market before we got more, uh, not necessarily frenzies, but escalated and then kind of into the frenzy market we've experienced over the last two years. Yeah. Well, Mickey, Mickey, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki with an N. Okay, anyway, Nikki said that she's seen that the markets picked up well before the springtime uptick. And, you know, actually, that was one of the things that was we talk about the market. There's a housing market cycle that we that's it's a trend. And a year over year, it is, you know, it pretty much has been the same. Um, however, we've I'd like to see what the housing market trend still looks like, even though we've gone through a COVID year, we kind of had a little bit of a dip um, in 20, definitely in 2020, um, as we shut down for, for that hot minute. But um, usually right before um, the the official first day of, you know, when we get into spring, into the spring market, we usually get a pretty big influx. You know, people are thinking, oh, the weather's changing, flowers are blooming, you know, spring cleaning and the house repairs are being done. And let's put our house on the market because we've got that fresh coat of paint and our, you know, we've we've planted the tulips and, you know, all of those things. Um, and so Nikki is saying that she's seen that we've already seen a pickup, which we're only in February of of the market. And you know, and that is, you know, we are seeing more houses that are popping on the market right now. They are being absorbed really quickly as well. But, um, you know, home, homes are 
Uh, we are getting a little bit more inventory coming up, but that inventory is not lasting long at all. Yeah, with Nikki being a great agent, that is a very solid observation about the spring yeah. uptick. Normally a little bit of a, a downturn when it goes into the winter time, into the holidays, and then the recovery time during the first part. And as you mentioned, they've been people getting the home ready to actually go into the market. And then we see this kind of surge that happens typically during the springtime. But the past two years, the winter hasn't really dropped it too much. Inventory has gone lower during those times, but the demand has remained very high. So it almost gets very heated. Like when we're working with buyers right now, as we worked with buyers during the winter time, the intensity for the buyers has stayed very high during that. The unfortunate thing is during the holidays and during that time, we do see the inventory uh, lower and that did happen, which actually increases, turns up the intensity more so i mean a lot of competition we will see hopefully some easing of that competition coming along with some homes more homes coming on the market but i mean it's incredibly active still yeah yep yep so <laughs> we love you too love you. <laughs> so what is so what is going on where are we starting now well, why don't we start here why don't we start with you pulled up a little bit of information on Washington State as a whole for real estate. And that will kind of set the stage that we can narrow it down to down to what happened activities in January for the Northwest MLS. The Northwest MLS covers uh, 26 of the 39 Washington state counties. So we can kind of hear what happened there. And then we can bring it down specifically to Thurston County, but maybe we can take a little peek into Pierce County as well. Those are the areas that our offices most uh, most commonly serve, but we also serve other outside areas. So if anybody's interested or wants to ask some questions, please reach out. I mean, we are local market experts and we want to help you. We have a huge amount of support to serve whatever your needs are. Yep, yep. And so the overview in Washington is more of a of a large view. As we look at real estate, you know, a lot of the questions that we end up getting are, you know, is it a, is it a good time? Are we in a bubble? Where is real estate going? And so this is kind of like the long view of real estate and um, the information um, you you can tap into it. Um, it's 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 state information. It's actually pulled from um, all of our all the MLSs and all of the organizations. And we um, and it's on the actual um, state office of financial management website as well. So um, but just looking at the long view. So going back like 20 years in real estate, um, when median home prices were for the whole state, hundred and seventy six thousand dollars was the median home price. In Washington State. Okay. Now, looking at as we increased, you know, you've got things like inflation and all these things. And then, of course, we usually talk about a 10 year cycle. So every 10 years, there usually is an adjustment, right? So 2010, that's kind of almost there. We were right in that the market, we had the bubble, right? Um, and that was a huge, um, a huge event that happened in our real estate market. But here's the thing is that even though we had that bubble, it was more like a 2006, 2007, by 2010, 10 years later, the average home price, because inflation had happened, prices had gone up, prices went back down. Average home prices in 2010 statewide was were $246,000. Now look, that's still investment increase 
even though year over year there was there was you know there there had been um, an anomaly which actually um, um, brought our housing prices down. We at that point you know by two thousand you know and just to give a little bit of perspective. By 2007, average home prices were 309,000. Okay, so by 2010, down to 246, and then as we fast forward to 2020, average home prices had increased up to $452,000 average median home price. And so, if we look at that overview of home prices, even though we had a bubble burst, okay, a major, major economic um, correction. Correction, we still in 20 years went from 176,000 average home and price to $452,000 average medium home price. So, I mean, if you're looking at, you know, um, what our economic, you know, if you look at trends and we even if we went back pre predated 2020 back into the, the 70s, the 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. We, the, the history tells the story. Where is real estate going? We're going to have these ups and downs, but even in our state history, our, our national history, history of home ownership, home prices are in on course to continue to increase overall. And overall, looking at history, homes are a better than investment than any stock or any, um, maybe not any stock, but... <laughs> Um, but but for the overall place to put put, you know, your investment portfolio should definitely include real estate. So I'm um, just looking at that. I, and I would say pull the numbers up. I mean, there are a lot of numbers, um, a couple of things that um, we that, you know, obviously, um, you know, the vast majority of homes are all purchased with a mortgage. And, you know, there is a and, and that demand and su supply and demand, not just for homes to live in, but for investments, for rental units, you know, so. Um, you know, the cost of borrowing money has definitely gone down since the year 2000 and ability to make those payments are a major influence on ability to purchase and also leveling out, you know, how could someone, you know, that, you know, was struggling to get a $176,000 home in 22, in 2000, afford a $450,000 home in 2020? Well, we talk about income, we talk about interest rates, and those are two huge things that, um, that influence the ability, the affordability factor in home ownership. So anyway, that is a little bit of a, a broad overview of, you know, how do you feel about where the market has been and where the market is going? And it's all pretty, pretty relative to, um, to those things. So, okay. So, you know what, with that in mind, we're going to actually take that, that closer look. We're going to examine the Northwest MLS 26 of the 39 Washington state counties. And we're going to take a look at what happened in January and see what does that mean for February and beyond. Also getting down a little bit closer. So first is going to be right over here. Believe it or not, we got some little video clips over here. And what we have is we've got the closed sales. So this is closed sales activities with condos and residential. It's 5,085 homes sold in the Northwest MLS, which is actually down about 800 from 2021. We have the median home price, 555,000, up 14 0.8% with a total dollar value of $3.4 billion in residential. So was it active in the, uh, in the home market, in the Northwest MLS, in Washington State? Absolutely. The biggest reason why it was down just a little bit, 
from uh, like 800 homes at 13.76% in terms of closed sales from 2021 really was due to the level of homes that were for sale. The amount of inventory, the amount of inventory this year from last year dropped a little. So again, it wasn't the matter that we had fewer people who were looking to buy homes. As a matter of fact, we may have even, because of the rising interest rates and the uh, potential for that to impact what the home affordability might be for somebody, I think the buyer intensity is actually higher right now than it was last year. There's just fewer options. So the next thing, well, how do we get more options? So the next thing to look at is the new construction. There were 828 new construction homes that were sold. One of the things, uh, the median sales price on those was 724975 which is up 18.9%. And if you've looked for a new home over the past half year to year, you definitely have felt it. There have been a lot of increases. And it's, this isn't just pure profit. The price of contractors have gone up dramatically. Getting a good contractor has been incredibly hard for a lot of builders. Also, the price of materials is raised and all the delays of being able to get the things that actually you need from appliances to building materials has been crimped. So, you know, I, there's a reason for that beyond just a pure profit driving. There, there's a lot going on in there. And there's still not enough new homes that are being built. <clears throat> With that in mind, we talked about inventory. What does that inventory look like? 0.61% of uh, inventory or 0.61 months of inventory. You can see how much lower that's a little graph that shows you how that months of inventory is dropping down. And what is months of inventory? Every home, you look at every home that's available to sell on the market right now, based on the past uh, averages of how, how quickly homes have been selling uh, per month, it's saying that in a little over two weeks, every home that is currently available on the market will be under contract within a little over two weeks. That's incredibly fast because a balanced market is three to six months. That's why we call it a frenzy market. So we are continuing that trend. That inventory is so incredibly low. So the next one is to be able to talk about the new listings. Are we getting new listings? Sure we are. But as you can see here, 5,927, it's down. That new listing percentage is down from last year, same time, 13.8%. So again, that's why we're seeing more of that decrease in the number of closed contracts. It's not, again, because of a waning intensity. It's really an amplifying of the intensity because we don't have enough homes to sell. If you have a home to sell or are thinking about it, you want to take advantage of the market, but you're just maybe a little scared, you don't know what to do. We have strategies to help you. We actually talked about a few of them, but we've got to keep, we've got a few more that we always keep in our bag. And the uh, next one over here is just the pending home sales. So what's going on with pending home sales? You can see that total 6,350 homes are going under contract very quickly. As we saw from the months of inventory, it's just really due to that low inventory. The increase in the rates really hasn't stopped it. And if you're curious about the counties that are actually covered by uh, the Northwest MLS, where they're pertinent. You can see this is uh, these are the major counties through Washington State for uh, a very vast amount of the population. So that is a wrap-up of what happened in January 2022 in the Northwest MLS. What do y'all think? Yeah, and, and just to recap, we are going over the market 
um, update just what's been going on in our area in the last month, um, kind of looking at, you know, what does that mean for us here in 2022 and maybe even beyond and actually looking a little bit at, at the history of real estate and where prices have been, um, even through the, the anomalies that have happened within our marketplace, including COVID. So, um, you know, we um, definitely want to hear from you guys if there's, you know, any questions that you have about where the market is going or where do you think um, certain things. You know, one of the things that I think that we didn't talk about um, is land, right? Um, interestingly, you know, it used to be land would just sit forever on the market. And, you know, we're looking at a year or, you know, six months, two years. And now because there is a shortage of homes, people are looking and leaning into um, building. And now the builders are backed up. So even the, the, the spec builders, the, the custom home builders are backed up. Land is now going at a premium. So here's another thing is if you've been sitting on land, we're all sitting on land, right? But if you've been sitting on a vacant lot, um, you might want to, you might want to think about actually selling that lot. People are even talking about, you know, um, doing boundary line adjustments or, you know, platting and, and things like that because of there's definitely a, a, a benefit now um, and a lot of equity is now in land as well. So another piece of the market and a piece of that puzzle, we need yeah. more land. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Donna. Donna's given the Shaka symbol. Yeah. She's hanging loose. Good morning. <laughs> so you know what? When we bring it down, so a great reset because we talked about uh, kind of a, a larger uh broader view within Washington State, also a little historical context to uh, talk about it. Then we brought it in January in the Northwest MLS. Really, what is the culprit right now is inventory. Mm -hmm. the, the intensity is there. So if we bring it down a little bit closer and actually bring it to Thurston County, this is a report or a little excuse me, housing update that we do. Uh, if you ever want this, we can get you signed up and you can get this uh, delivered in, in the county of your choice, or we even go down, if you would like, into individual neighborhoods. We can completely define it for you so there's most relevant information you can possibly get as far as the market conditions go. But I'm going to share just a quick little screen over here. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um, what we're going to end up seeing is the uh, John L. Scott market update. And Lennox uh, Scott is the CEO, grandson of John L. Scott and uh, chairman and CEO. And he does such a fantastic little wrap up here too. You know, as 2022 kicked off, the Thurston County housing market continues to be at a high intensity for buyers and sellers. The market remains, just like we talked about, the market remains virtually sold out. And there is a significant backlog of buyers looking for a home to purchase. That's that intensity. Given these market conditions, nearly all of uh, all homes are going under contract within a week of being listed on the market. That's crazy. Additionally, home prices are at a premium pricing level as multiple offers are commonplace in price ranges where there's a shortage of available homes for sale. What I like about the chart that you're seeing in front of you right now, or I, are we seeing it? We're not seeing a chart. Oh, well here, let me show it like this. <laughs> or maybe, maybe not. I could have swore I did a, uh, a share, I but... screen share and I was like, okay, it's coming. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, you know why? Because I just looked and Chrome has lost the ability to share my screen. So I'm going to let you know <laughs> how weird. Um, what we see is 
between these, actually, as opposed to making you bear through all the words, what you're going to see in Thurston County is really what you see through Pierce County and what you really see throughout Washington State. We have a very low inventory. We have a very high buyer demand. The low inventory is caused as much as anything by the fact that so many sellers have to also be buyers and there's a, there's fear about what is going to happen. How are you going to make those steps? It will, it bears out in the numbers right now, the highest, most active by almost three quarters of all sales in Thurston County are between the, uh, the 350,000 range to the 750,000 range. Uh, that is where almost all of the activity is before that was probably going to be the 250 to 500, but appreciation has brought us up where, the range is really 350 to 750 for Thurston County. In Pierce County, following a very similar thing, it's between 350 to 750. Again, representing nearly three out of every homes sold last year, being or uh, last month within that uh, that area. It is an extreme shortage. We do look. Uh, Nikki had mentioned in her comments that you know it, what about a, a spring upstep uptick. And there should be a level of that. But right now, the buyer intensity is so incredibly high because of the fear of inflation, appreciation, interest rates. Um, people are trying to get in now. So, you know, if you want a few strategies on being a buyer or a seller, uh, we did that over the past couple of weeks. Let us know. We would be uh, glad to help you. But this definitely is a market in January. That was uh, very fast moving. Uh, it was about two weeks for homes to be on the market. Uh, in some cases, just a week or less for how quickly they were uh, going under contract. It is looking to continue into February. What are some factors that might slow that down a little bit? It could be the increasing in the interest rates. It could be uh, some uh, new form of a variant coming through and causing another hiccup or pause or such. But Everything that we see, it looks to be a continuation from the start of January. And we should see that through probably a majority of 2022. So getting strategies, making sure you're completely prepped and have all of your ducks in a row. Being ready is probably the best thing you can do and getting good sound advice. That's right. And we only have a few minutes left before we go. And one of the other things that just just throwing that out there and I've been hearing is it's tax season. And so as um, consumers are going out and filing their taxes and getting their tax refunds, they're actually being able to, you know, thinking, OK, OK, I'm going to pad the kitty. Now I'll have a little bit of extra money for down payment or, you know, you, meant a pet. Or, you know, <laughs> padding, padding the kitty, no, petting the kitty. So, you know, it's it's just a little bit, um, you know, as we're in this season and, and we're in the tax season through, you know, through April timeframe, then at, we're, we're seeing a little bit of, um, you know, hope in, you know, oh, I didn't quite save enough yet. In the next few months, I think we're going to really see a lot more buyers um, out on the marketplace. Um, or it might so even be that we'll be able to see more prepared buyers in the marketplace as well. So they'll have more selection. I mean, that's the great thing. If you're a seller right now, or you could potentially be a seller, and we actually have a way that you could uh, uh, buy a home prior to even selling your home. But right now, the intensity level, that buyer intensity level is cranked up so high because there's such a lack of inventory. 
if you are close or prepared to be able to put your home on the market right now, it would almost be strategically a great time to do it because you will probably have as much attention on your particular home because of the lack of competition as you'll have throughout this year. So, yeah. And just for you, for any buyers that's out there and you see, you know, there's four homes. Oh, there's four homes that now popped on the market that's in the area that I'm looking at. Please don't take your time and say, oh, well, there's four. Those four, you've got multiple other people that are looking at it. Your best bet is to get in and see it and make an offer right away, even though there are review dates. <laughs> that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother show about review dates. But even though there are review dates that are in place, you know, don't wait. Um, to the last minute, um, those review those homes are getting snapped up even before the review review yeah. date. Um, so. All right. So, how do we wrap this up for a review, a market review? It is, uh, it's a frenzy market right now. There, there is a high intensity. There is a lack of inventory. We will see more inventory come on, but as we continue to watch rates uh, rise and as appreciation builds, I, I don't see how uh, this slows down prior to you know us getting at least uh, into the fall time, unless we just have something that is unanticipated really influence or impact the market. Yeah. So if you're in real estate, it's a great year to be in real estate. If you're looking for real estate, your time to move is now. And um, and we're expecting to see the market still continue to appreciate, maybe not at the same levels that we've seen, but we are still expecting the market to appreciate. So there's no, not really many, much new news, um, but um, again, you know, we're in you know, we're in a place where we just need to make sure that we stay educated and we keep moving. Yeah. So. And understanding uh, you, you're right. There's not necessarily new news, but getting informed uh, about the area and uh, the consultation about understanding specific market conditions in areas that could be the difference between uh, finding the right home, not finding the right home, getting under contract for the right home or not, or making compromises on where you want to be or, there's so many different things that sometimes we want to rush because we feel that pressure, but as opposed to just rushing and running aimlessly, getting a plan together and then attacking the plan deliberately and intentionally, that is more likely to result in success than just being in a massive action, but no direction. That's right. That's right. So, Wow. Um, there's so much more. There, yeah. There's so much more and there's so many facets of it. And we just, you know, we, we love what we do and we're, we're thankful that we get to actually talk about it <laughs> to you as well. Um, but as we close up today, um, there are, uh, again, want to remind you, it's not too late to get your, um, your, uh, form, win a trip form, you know, enter. <laughs> I have issues with trying to win a trip. So um, again, yeah. as that is, is three times a year, there is a drawing and someone actually wins a $4,000 credit to uh, the vacation of their choice. So you get to choose. And um, so don't forget to do that. No purchase necessary. And um, also we have some events that are coming up as well. I mean, right after the 
right after this closes down, uh, Steve Chung, who's normally with us, is hosting a Forms Friday. That is an opportunity. We know that knowledge is really important and how to apply that knowledge is incredibly important when it comes to the forms and negotiations. So we host, if you're in real estate, we host the Forms Friday. Reach out to us. We'd love to invite you in. And we just want to make sure everybody's got those basics so they can best represent the parties that they're trying to uh, represent, whether that, again, seller, investor, buyer, Whoever it might be, we want to make sure that you are the best representative you can possibly be. And then uh, we also have Davina. Career night. Yeah. So um, that is if you're in the area, it's uh, at 430. It's on the 22nd of February. So it's in person and it is virtual as well. If you are interested in joining us on a career night, just learning what it is to be um a real estate professional, the benefits and the work that it takes, and also able to get you signed up for the um, licensing courses that are also 100% online. Um, and so if you have, if you have a, a little bit of a spark of interest in wanting to know what it is, it's free. Join us on the 22nd and um, the link to register in RSVP is in the, in the, in the chat. Awesome. Yeah, you know, one of the best things about real estate is the impact that you are able to have on at such a personal level with people, with families, with uh, colleagues, etc. And uh, when I think about real estate and think about uh, growth, there's a quote from Zig Ziglar that I'm always incredibly fond of, which is you can have anything you want in life if you help enough people get what they want. And that's all we're looking to do every single day is find people to help. And the more people we help, the better our life will be as a whole. That's right. That's right. And as we wrap, there are, uh, we've got a 2022, we've got a class. It's Facebook business page tutorial for beginners, step-by-step. Um, -step. Christy is going to be leading that. Um, and she's amazing. She's a wealth of knowledge. And so um, join us there, register and be there or be square. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Anything else that we need to mention ah. next week? Yes. Our next week, we are going to be talking about the, the, the six, what is it? Highest ROI home improvement projects that you can possibly do to maximize your home and actually set yourself apart in the market. So mm -hmm. if you are considering, if you're thinking about it, it's just a little glimmer of, thought that you might want to put your home on the market you might be a little scared and you know you've got a couple things to do if you want to know how to maximize what you're going to do to get your home prepared to go on the market next week is the show for you mm -hmm. or if you don't want to put your home on the market but you want to do some improvements that will have some value when you do fair enough there you go right absolutely so. i mean how often do we get asked those questions what should i do this should i do that yeah yeah, yeah. It all depends on what, what is right for you. Are you doing it for you or are you doing it for the market? Yep, yep. This weekend, Super Bowl Sunday, and then Monday's Valentine's Day. This is like, <laughs> It's right. the man's day on Sunday and the woman's day on Monday. You know what? We should have, the question we should have asked at the beginning is, what is your Super Bowl food go-to? Yeah, I know. We missed I, that. For me, <laughs> uh, of all things, Barbecue meatballs. It's the one time I love the crock pot meatballs and 
Uh, I just, mm, every time. Mm. Wings will be out there, nachos will, but I always look forward to the meatballs. Yeah, I have to say I'm probably, I'm a dip person. I like dips. Really? You mm -hmm. put your hand upon your hip. When I dip you, dip we dip. Mm -hmm. no? no dip, baby. <laughs> Come on, not dip. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, that's got to be a commercial somewhere, you know? There's so many dips, right? So Ooh, Bradley. Brad is a taco dip. Yeah. And good to see you, Brad. Yep. Christie's wings, mm -hmm. classics. So the thing is, is that if you, you you can have it all, right? Dips, wings, pizza. We pizza. we can have it all, which means on Monday the diet starts again. No, because it's dinner. You've got to take your Valentine out to dinner. So you, it has oh, to be on Tuesday. Isn't all right. it? Yeah. Yep. So all right. So we always wrap with this. Appreciate everyone showing up. Hopefully yeah. you got a lot of value next week. Don't forget that we're going to do the six top ROI things for your home. If you are looking at potentially putting your home on the market, what will give you the best value back? And we always leave with two words. Oh, oh I thought I was so <laughs> sure those words were going to pop up. They're, they're be bold. Davina, do you want to take us out on a big be bold? Have everyone declare. Absolutely. Let's just do it. Let's yell it from the rooftops, right? We're going to do something gets outside of that comfort zone and we are going to say be bold on three and we're going to have a great weekend on three. One, two, three. Be, be bold. bold. Bye. <laughs> right. See you guys later.